Hey, one more thing before you go. What does an eight-year-old who has a spirit child as a playmate do with that unique gift? In what way do you have a normal childhood when you grow up in a family that talks to souls on the other side? How do we have a discussion with someone channeling spirits? We're going to find out all about that when we have a conversation with a man that grew up in that environment. I'm your host, Michael Hurst. Welcome to One More Thing Before You Go, that thing about spirits and channeling voices from beyond. My guest in this episode is Paul Quinton. He's been involved in the esoteric all of his life, growing up in a family who acknowledged and worked with the unseen world. This has given him the foundation to express his soul's path uninterrupted. The path is to align humans with their souls in the spirit world. Paul's a teacher of transformation and esoteric knowledge. He's a healer, a channel, and a writer. One of his greatest gifts is being able to channel speaking with spirit through his own soul. Through this downloading process, he has learned much of what he teaches, and we have the pleasure of speaking with him today to learn about spirit, alignment, and consciousness transformation. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. It's lovely to be on. Thank you for having me. This is uh, what you do for the world and what you provide, I think, is a very invaluable uh, asset and a fantastic gift that you have. Yes, thank you. Yes, it's 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 been um, it's been a wonderful journey um, coming into this. Um, so basically, I sort of grew up in a in a sort of psychic spiritual family. Um, so I was very much involved in what is unseen from a from a very young age, um, and this has given me the foundation to trust this process and then sort of grow into it as as an adult and and then finally do it uh, as a as a job um, full time. Um, so just coming back to my childhood, so I used to sense and, and, and smell spirit from a very young age. Um, I remember uh, my grand, great-grandmother, she was just about to pass, and I could smell the death. And I didn't know what it was at the time, and it was only years later when I was talking to other family members, um, and they, they sort of clarified, yes, that's, the, that's the, when, the, when the, you know, the, the spirit is, or the soul is going to leave the body, or the body is going to depart. Um, it, it brings a smell. Um, so that was sort of my first thing was it was sensing, smelling, um, and then I would start to see. Um, and I remember when my grandmother passed over, she came to me when we were doing the sitting because we used to do sittings sort of once a week. Um, and I'll talk about that a bit in a minute. And she came, um, and I saw her, and that's when I started to visually um, ha have experiences. Uh, and then spirit would always come in and play with me as a child, as in you know they'd move things around. Um, I remember um, I had a little sort of double-decker bus. It's one of the English uh, sort of um, public buses. Um, and they, I remember watching a little plasticine man, it had been only the size of my fingernail, running through the bus and sitting down. 
Um, and obviously at the time, you know, I was experiencing that because, you know, up to the age of seven, you're very much still connected to the, un uh, the unseen or spirit world. This is why children display that sort of spontaneity and sort of living in the moment. They don't have all the conditioning yet of, of the societal programming and human consciousness coming in. Um, so that was very much sort of my growing up. I'd have those types of experiences. And then when I was probably about eight or nine um, I started to do the sittings once a week with my family. So basically, we'd do rescue work where we'd help stuck souls from the, you know, the astral plane, generally astral plane or interdimensional as well. They'd come in from different different areas. But at the end of the day, you know, some have just been murdered, some were lost, um, some had had some trauma, uh, some were just lonely, um, stuck on the on the earth plane, um, and and so we we'd, we'd educate, talk, and help them move on. So that was my sort of uh, weekly sort of, you know, intake. Um, and then in my teenage years, my mum used to channel an American Indian. Uh, his name was Running Feather. Uh, she used to speak with a man's voice. So that was always <laughs> very interesting. She did that from, from the UK. Yeah. She was channeling an American Indian. Yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think, you know, as, 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 as interdimensional beings, we've had many lives in, you know, in all cultures, really. Um, so generally these sort of beings that come through are connected some way to your soul family or your non-physical family. Um, but at the end of the day, I'd ask questions and, you know, I used to ask about UFOs, and <laughs> aliens and life on other planets. I was very interested in That's one of my main topics as a child, uh, still is really actually. Um, so, so that was sort of, you know, growing up in that sort of field, um, that gave me the experience. Um, and then, you know, I moved um into my sort of teenage years early 20s and i went in the military i was in the military for six years um then i was traveling um i worked on cruise ships so i traveled around the world doing that um and then i came back to england um because i'm actually english born and i moved out to australia when i was 13 um and i stayed there till 28 and then came and then traveling for a couple of years came back to england um and then sort of set up my own business um here and that's sort of as a as a teacher and healer uh, was my main work to start with. Um, and I've just started writing books and channeling um, directly uh, only in the last sort of five years. Um, so that's that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, yeah, it's amazing yeah. to get thrown into that environment at such a young age and still understand it because, you know, at least in my experience and the things that I've learned uh, in talking to other mediums and in um, channels and psychics that have said, uh, in which we know, um, you grew up in an environment where you're that age and when you have imaginary, quote, I can't quote because of my fingers, but, you know, quotes, unquote, um, uh, imaginary friends, it, it turns out to be that they could be spirit that are playing with the children or with yourself. And uh, the parents close that off. They usually shut it down. It's like, no, let's, you know, stop talking to your imaginary friends, stop you know, you don't have any imaginary friends and they kind of shut that down. You were lucky that you had uh, a family that actually nurtured that environment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was that was very normal, you know, for us. And um, um, spirit being in the house, you know, even my, my mom and her brothers, you know, my uncles, they would have growing up as well. They'd have a lot of activity, um, spirit in the house, moving the things around. They used to tickle my mom's foot all the time when she was in bed. You know, they'd have those types of experiences. Um, and my, my grandparents, my mum my could sort of astral project so she could see, she could go and, and like remote view and different things. And my grandparents used to talk telepathically during the Second World War because my grandfather was a Royal Marine. Um, so they never really send letters. They would just talk telepathically and communicate. 
I remember my nan used to be able to move clouds uh, like the American Indians do as well. So she'd look up the look and say, right, I'm going to move that cloud. We'll get the sun in the garden. And I'd literally see them depart. <laughs> so it's, uh, so they, you know, they had some great skills. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing to grow up in an environment like that. What a childhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, you know, yeah it, was, that, it, was, it was special. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, you know, also – there was a lot of fear at the time because I had to go through that human aspect because as human beings, we, we fear the unknown. Oh. Um, and there was a lot of, um, because I was quite sensory as well, I could pick up a lot of feelings of people. So um, in some ways, I was quite on my own in some ways because I didn't really express that. And I was very much an internal mm. um, introvert in some ways, although I'm an extrovert in many other ways. I'm sort of that sort of oscillation. Um, but really... Um, going through the fear that's what really came out but i realized that that was my past life as you would call it past life fear to process um and also understand that coming into this to, to alignment with that that you know that shadow energy there is really nothing to fear in it in fear itself it's the right. belief systems around fear um and so um yeah so so it wasn't all you know i, I had my <laughs> my scary moments as well um but then again you know that solidifies you know your, your power your inner power uh, an awareness of what is unseen um, and then it sort of gives you the ability to then work with that shadow energy sometimes because it does come up obviously mm. when you're doing healing and seances and other things um, and not not to fear it basically yeah. now do you uh, growing up that way and and obviously being becoming more comfortable with uh, spirit or the energy on the other side from that perspective you have a clear understanding of um, that there is life on the other side, so to speak? Absolutely. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, I've had many sort of out-of-body, well, I've had a lot of out-of-body experiences. Uh, I've, I've, I've sat in a room with spirit before. I've seen, I've seen, <laughs> shall we say, non-humans, <laughs> what we call ETs. So I've seen quite a few of them in different ways. I've seen them in my dreams. Um, I've seen them physically. Um, I've seen them appear through the walls. Uh, so I've had a lot of those types of esoteric uh, experiences. Um, and I've also seen, very hard to explain in words, where my consciousness was just taken over by my soul. And it's like a window open or what you call it, like a portal. And I could see aspects of my multidimensional thread to my own consciousness. Um, because obviously we are a multidimensional being. We're not just existing here. We're just, the physical is really just a hologram of, of what is non-physical. Um, and so you can have, and this is what this work is that we're bringing is about accessing all of those parts of yourself in the one moment. Uh, so you can have a full awakening or full, be fully conscious of, of, of who you are as, as a, as a multidimensional being. Um, so yeah, so I've had many of the, many of those experiences, um, and that's really just sort of solidified, um, and given me the ability to talk about this and know that it's it's real because you know we have to be we have to be authentic of our own experience and spirit have been very clear to me that teachers out there now that um, are sort of teaching from textbooks or they haven't had the experiences um, they're only going to go so far because it has you have to be a mirror you have to have empathized with with the person or the people you're working with and you also have to integrate what you're teaching so you have to go through it all yourself otherwise how can you come from an authentic place um, and, and like I said, it, it understanding what people are going through, um, because we're in a turbulent time of chaos at the moment. Yes, it's amazing. And there's a beautiful frequency underneath all this chaos on the planet at the moment. But people are fearful. People are scared. They're in separation and despair. Um, and 
that they don't know. They haven't got the right answers. Um, and so you have to have you have to have a sense of what that feels like in your in, from your own experience, because also then your cellular information has that frequency of information that aligns with their cellular information, and that is actually how the healing's done. You know, the spoken word is really the last part of it. Most of it's happening before we even talk. Um, when people come to healings for me, or even on the workshop, they start. Sometimes they're activated a month before they even come on. Um, because things start triggering because, you know, everything's working faster in the non-physical. Um, and really what we do, this type of work that Spirit have given us now, uh, in the old days, in the ancient ways, in the temple days, when we were more in our light bodies um, through our ancient cultures, um, we would just turn up to the temple. We'd, the activation would just, would just happen. There wouldn't be a spoken word or some sort of um, process because the intention is the foundation of all outcomes in all universes. So if you have an intention to create something, that is what creates the original, the algorithm of the one and zero, which is the masculine and feminine coming into alignment or divine masculine, divine feminine. So that frequency or that algorithm um, is, is created through the intention. So when we are in alignment and we're out of the separation that we are in at the moment in this physical experience on this current timeline um, and what we're moving now into, um, is to become fully conscious and be able to manifest in the moment. Um, and this is what we're moving back into now. And this is what I was talking about. This is what's really exciting. Uh, and this is what we're really trying to wake, and wake people up to um, and, and allow that sort of process, what they already know inside of them, to awaken naturally. Um, and we don't say that, you know, you have to go out and learn all this information, the striving, struggling, stressing, that mal energy, you have to work hard, blah, blah, blah. Actually, now the feminine energy is coming back on the planet, and this is about surrender. And when you surrender to that frequency, which is your own soul, everything is provided for you. Um, and we are exhausted as a human race because we've been stressing, striving, using that masculine energy, that that you know that will. But if you have the gentleness of the feminine, which is actually very, very powerful, the divine feminine, because everything manifests from that, and that's what we call you know the black hole or the, or the dark or black ray. Um, so we're starting to get that's that consciousness is already coming onto the planet in, in some ways it's already grounded here. Um, and so what we're doing now is trying to get people to, um, awaken to what's already within, within them, uh, and saying, no, you don't need to go out and do all this work. You just need to be still, you need to understand what emotional energy is. You need to understand what this ancestral lineage is and how it affects you in this present moment. And through a few simple techniques and ways we work, um, we start to unravel all of that sort of misinformation, misalignment, confusion within people's psyches and within their consciousness. Um, and this comes down to the cells at the end of the day. Um, so it is, it's a beautiful uh, experience that we're going through now. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, just, it's wonderful. And it's very humbling to, 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 to be able to you know, come onto podcasts like this and talk with you, Michael, and, and just be in this space um, and, and just have that frequency of authenticity because you know, you feel it and you know it. And it's when you're grounded in that truth, that really affects other people's consciousness. And, and that is how we move the light around the planet. Um, so it's a very humbling experience. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm very, very happy to be here. But is that, can you, you brought up a couple of things I was thinking about while you were talking. Is that how like uh, yin and yang fit together, the positive, the negative? Is that different than the femininity and the masculinity, or is it kind of all 
kind of of all uh, intertwined from that perspective. You know, I'm familiar with yin and yang. I'm familiar with positive and negative. Um, mm-hmm. From that perspective, is that how that all kind of plays? How about chi? How, how does chi, the energy of the universe, does that inter- intertwine with all that? Yeah. So, um, well, just so basically what spirit have taught me, and I actually don't teach anything I've read in books anymore, just what I've channeled now and what mm-hmm. they're teaching me, um, because a lot of things are becoming redundant in how we talk about it. So basically what they've said is there's 13 densities of consciousness. Human beings work within nine realms. So we work with, with the nine chakra system now, not the seven. Um, and basically the 13th density is the divine feminine. It is the unmanifest. It's the black hole, the black ray. Everything comes from there. Everything in creation comes through that. Now, the 12th density is the masculine, divine masculine. Now, that divine feminine will create a consciousness or divine feminine, if you want, as a singularity. However, it's the same energy. So the divine masculine and divine feminine will fuse or come together like a, like a human male and female to create spirit. Um, and that's what happens around the 12th mm. density. So the yin and yang is a fusion of consciousness. However, we only split duality from the ninth density down. So once you come, once you evolve back into the tenth density, or you're all awakened back to the tenth, you lose that sort of duality. Um, so the, the, the male, I'm sorry, the the, the mass, sorry, <laughs> negative and positive. Um, you have to. So basically, what I was told is when creator decided all the all the creative forces of the masculine and feminine when they decided to go out and, and experience the multiverse they create universes they create spirit they create souls and in order for separation to be a reality you have to have a shadow energy um the intricacy of all that i don't know beyond it's too much to understand it all but i do know that the shadow is here to teach us and show us that which we are not so you cannot have this experience of losing consciousness without the shadow. Now, shadow beings, are, are they couldn't exist if we didn't exist. So basically, it's our own energy because we're all mm. from the one being, I want to call it. So we are light. We are dark. Um, and we've been through many lives. We've been the perpetrators and we've been the, the savers mm. or what we call creator gods or um, destructor gods, as spirit call it. <laughs> so we are now in a time of coming back into creator god energy, which means the patriarchal system, which we're seeing, is, is losing its consciousness around the planet now. The feminine's now coming in to balance that energy, to bring the gentleness, the humility, the vastness, and the intuition. Um, and even when I work with men, when you even I work with some high up corporate people and very empowered people. In the physical, but when you go into their consciousness, they're a scared little boy nine times out of ten yeah. because the patriarchal system is suppressed. Uh, and also men's hearts have been shut down to make them pawns for war. Um, so the masculine's going through a huge upheaval. Um, and I know the masculine energy on the on the planet is is looked at as some sort of you know negative or derogative and misogynistic. And yes, of course that's that aspect, but that was all part of the cycle. Um, of you know that of what we've gone through right. uh, to lose ourselves and now find ourselves. So what this actually does is it brings us back to no judgment, because criticism and judgment is the is the is the energy on the planet that really crucifies our consciousness. So which again trying to get out of that judgment. And once you understand why things are happening, you can't you can't have judgment because you realize everything's a mirror of your own consciousness. You know, it, <laughs> so. it's interesting because my, it's something my wife has been talking about. 
um, actually of the last several days, because we've watched so much chaos uh, in life in general with the war going on in Ukraine and then all of yes. the the political upheaval going on like all over the world, not just the United States, but everywhere. And, mm-hmm. you know, the changes and the the um, the what feels like a negative upheaval coming about and how people are losing their compassion and their humanity and, you know, their empathy uh, for other human beings. It just blows me me away that that yeah. are taking place. But then again, you look on the other side of it and you see you see compassion, humanity and and understanding um trying to like overcome that. You know, yeah. at the same yeah. time. You can you can literally if you if you really listen and open your eyes, you can see it and you can hear it from both sides. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's, well, the whole coronavirus, for example, you know, I mean, it's from a spiritual perspective. um, A virus, well, look, I don't want to get into all the stuff, but look, Mm -hmm. I'll just talk from a spiritual perspective because when an emotion in the human collective consciousness gets to a point where it becomes too much and it needs to release itself, it will create a virus. So actually, grief is the foundation of the coronavirus. So from a, don't forget, light and dark are the same energy. They're always working in union. And this is what people don't understand. We believe they're two, these primordial concepts of, of separation doesn't really exist. This was the church that did all this thousands of years ago, however, to create separation so we could have this experience. So Coming back to a virus, so uh, uh, grief, what it does, or any emotion, could be anger, could be you know fear, it will mutate itself to create a virus, and then that virus is then there to trigger the emotion back in the person. So the grief is basically when we fail from our higher selves, and the last time we did that was probably Atlantis, which is about 13,000 years ago. Now, that's a very recent civilization compared to to, to how long we've been here, millions and millions of years and, and living in and out of this uh, spirit consciousness. So so the, the coronavirus was was there to, from a spiritual perspective, to trigger the grief in humanity. Now, grief sits in the lungs. That's why it attacks the lungs. I channeled the virus and there's actually nothing. It was never a negative virus because from, from, from non-physical reality, everything's always in loving service to us, even if it's if you're in the shadow, even if it's, it's negative. Um, and also, um, the virus was there to also to break the nine to five slave model, as we call it. It was to give people time to come back to themselves, a chance to go within, have better, t- more time to be at home, work with their families, get their health back together, relax, let some of the stress go because we've been, we, like I said, we are exhausted. Humanity is exhausted. Um, we, we just believe it's normal, but it's not. Um, and this is why the, the planet is also in, in such a mess and why we've become so separate because, you know, when we're in separation and we're, we're exhausted, we're in survival mode. And most people are just above the breadline, in, in, even if it's just financial, but emotionally, mentally. And it's just, it, it, we are in a survival. And, and when you're in that space, it's very, very hard for you to ha- find space to work on yourself. And this was very alarming for the non-physical because they actually said to me about two years ago, we are now moving backwards. So it's a shame because really, and I was talking to this on my group the other day about what's really evolved. We're still killing ourselves. We're still perpetrating. 
It's just technology. Human beings are still in, in their infancy of becoming conscious again. But, however, there is a lot of support now and there's a lot of energy coming on the planet. Um, and this chaos that you're talking about you know, with all the war and stuff, you have to have chaos to bring realignment. Um, and it, again, if you can plug in through the fear factor of it, through the mainstream media, which just triggers a lot of people, um, and actually feel with your own feelings, you can actually feel a different frequency. Um, and and it, it's it's very interesting because we are we are in this crossroads at the moment, uh, and there's a lot of unwritten um, things, and even consciousness not perfect, um, and and even the non physical that are working with us now um, can't really see exactly what's going on. Um, because there's this, this is a fundamental experiment and there's this huge uh, non-physical um, alignment coming into place as well. And it's not just us evolving. You know, this, the planet is evolving, but also the solar system is transforming itself as well. Um, so it, it's affecting all the other planets in our solar system. Um, so, again, you know, this stuff's not taught at school. Uh, it's quite intricate. There's a lot to it. Um, but the good thing is, is that, uh, they've been very, very clear that certain agendas on the planet will not will not be allowed to play out. So we will take back our sovereignty of our bodies, of our, of our planet, um, and this this planet will shine again as it used to in the ancient days. Um, so yeah, it, it's yeah. But to be honest, the only way we can actually feel that truth is to work on our own emotions. Right. Once those emotions are clear, because like I say to people, if you're watching the news and you get angry or you get fearful then that's a great chance for you to heal yourself because it's not the, the news that's triggered you. Well, it is the news, but it's not what you've just heard. It's not the story. That anger is your own anger. So that's your opportunity to heal that anger or your fear, whatever it triggered in you. And this is where we come back to the mirror universe. You know, everything's in loving service to us and nothing can go against our will. Um, so, yeah. I think, yeah, you know, I could talk A for A. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it, it's extremely interesting. And it all fits together. It, it really does. The, I mean, um, I've talked about this before in some of the other episodes, and my wife and I have talked about it as well in regard to, um, I, I, my wife got COVID. Um, she was in bed for 96 hours. Uh, I mean, it was terrible. I mean, she really could uh, hardly breathe, and it was yeah, just a very, yeah. very long 96 hours. Um, <clears throat> I got it. Uh, it barely touched me. Um, it, yeah. I really had very mild symptoms and so forth compared to my wife and others. Uh, I was able to function and continue to move forward in life. And it may, may or may not be because of the fact that I, um, I was at a different conscious level possibly. And, and that's the reason yeah. it didn't. Um, but the one thing that we did agree on it, you brought this up in your, in your conversation there. Um, it, it, what happened with COVID also gave us an opportunity to say, maybe what we were doing wasn't the normal. And maybe my wife stayed home to work for a year and a half. And instead of driving an hour and a, and a 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes in traffic and worried about whether or not you're going to get hit or get into an accident or get there safely and get angry at the people cutting you off. We went out on the back patio in the mornings and we had a cup of tea and we listened to the birds and we watched the, the wind blow the leaves and watched the flowers and the hummingbirds. And she, yeah. you know, we got done with that. She got up, walked into the office and went to work. And when she got done, there wasn't an hour and 15 minute drive home. 
We went exactly. back out to the patio. We enjoyed the afternoon. We watched the sunset. You know, it, it, it was much more relaxing, much nicer. How do we know that's not normal? That that's the way it's supposed to be? That's the way it felt to us. This is what it's supposed to be. Not the three-hour commute. Not the sitting yeah. in the cubicle listening to everybody else complain and gripe and, you know, everything that's going on within their lives. Not Not being insensitive, but, you know... When you sit there and listen to that all day long and you hear arguments and you hear phone calls and you hear this kind of negativity all day long and then you got to come home and think about it in our, on the hour and 20 minute drive home. And yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I think, yeah, I yeah, think you're right. I think you're reset. Reset, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of us do that. Um, real quick, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to touch on something real quick here. We talk about, you have mentioned several times a multidimensional. So, we all have a soul, correct? Yes. Is that soul multidimensional or is that soul one soul connected to other dimensions? Yeah. So basically, um, so when we, we're created by the, the male and female masculine, uh, divine male and female, um, it will create a spirit. The spirit will then create souls. Those souls will then create physical extensions. So it's a hierarchy system. Um, so the soul is a the accumulation of feelings and experiences. It's it's a it's a it's a consciousness uh, of of yeah of of everything that you've gone through. So basically, the soul is you're experiencing physicality. You're passing that up to the soul. You're, you're, and then the soul is then passing that information up to the spirit. Mm. Um, so the soul is interdimensional. So interdimensional is all of your Earth timeline. So, uh, lifetimes and multidimensional is you as a multidimensional being so you could be in non-physical on other planets uh and, and other universes um yeah so it, it, again, that it's, perspective. It's, you know, because don't forget the the physical is just is the illusion right so we are non-physical well, beings having a physical experience <laughs> so it's still all connected yeah. it, it it's intertwined and connected then absolutely we're we're always communicating in that in that yeah in that present moment you know and, and back in and when we become more awake we'll be able to talk to all aspects of our own consciousness Absolutely. now do you feel that um i believe in reincarnation i believe in that from my perspective i believe in reincarnation i think that we come back and uh, we learn things in one life and we come back and experience and kind of use that experience and those learning experiences to kind of move into our next life whatever it happens to be um do you do, do you think that the soul carries on that way? Yeah, absolutely. Eternal beings, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, again, spirit confirmed that. Um, what happens is, you know, wherever, so if you, when we leave this life, whatever we haven't resolved, part of that soul contract, you basically, when you come back into a body, you take off exactly from where you left off. The story is different, but the energy and the, mm -hmm. and the systems is, and, the, and the lessons are still the same. So you can never escape it. Um, I see. so, you know, we always have to be conscious of that. Um, uh, and a lot, you cannot get off the planet if you still have, um, uh, karma with someone else as in something's unresolved. Um, because, um, there's many beings on the planet that should not be on this planet physical and uh, they can't get off this. Their souls can't get them off because they have to keep incarnating by under universal law to resolve these issues, um, with, with these other people. So you don't meet anyone new in this life. So even you and I have had a, a, have a life together. Otherwise, we wouldn't have connected again. So 
you know, we've had thousands of lives. So mm. it, it's, yeah, it, it's, 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 yeah. And of course, the soul is a pioneer. So we are still going out exploring. So when this universe is finished, uh, there'll be another, we'll, we'll go into another universe or another one will be created. Um, so it's constantly growing, learning, developing itself. Because that, even most, even even the creator has a creator. <laughs> yeah. So, we, where do we go here? <laughs> how how does that play into like earlier when you were talking about um, having uh, spirit, uh, child, other spirit children that you were playing with as a child? How does that play into other spirits that are here? Like you watch these paranormal shows where they investigate hauntings and they investigate other, mm. and they have communication with them and they've been able to get solidified evidence, whether it be through camera, through uh, video and or through EVPs and things like that. How does all that yeah. connect with that? Uh, sorry, I didn't quite get the connect with what, sorry? Like, like for example, you know, I know that you said that, <clears throat> pardon me, my allergies, that's the okay. soul, you said that sometimes yeah. we have unfinished business and we, we kind of keep coming back. So yes. if there are spirit here that are still here, uh, for example, like the ones that you played with uh, when you were a mm. child and those that uh, yeah. we watch these ghost hunting shows that, and I've yes. spoken to some paranormal investigators who have had yeah. conversations with uh, spirit from the other side. You have had conversation with spirit from the other side. How does that, that soul connection slash reincarnation play into that? Are they are they here because they have unfinished business? Yeah, sorry. No, yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I, I thought that's what you meant, but I just wanted to clarify. Yes, absolutely. So basically what will happen, depending on how much they've evolved themselves, um, most of humanity sit around the astral plane or, and there's there's not just one place, there's lower astral, higher astral, depending on what, they, what they've done and who they've magnetized around. Uh, a lot of the shadow beings will will stay in the lower, shall we say, darker realms of, that are less light, less conscious. Um, so, what you're, you know, there's more, there's more, shall we say, non-physical human beings around the planet than there is there is on the planet, as far as I know. Um, so you're constantly, you know, I've walked past people before, and you can hear all the spirits that are around them start talking, and you're going like, "What are you talking about?" Oh. You think they're talking to you, but they're not. Um, so they're, they're they're everywhere. Every time you go down the shops, you're walking past at least ten non-physical people, minimum, because it, 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 you know this is they're they're still here, looking, waiting to reincarnate. So the soul will generally come between lives and say, "Right, we need to we need to do this now. You need to do that." Um, and I believe that. Um, a lot of spirit that don't want to move on will stay here. And there's a lot of stuck uh, spirit. Um, there's, there's some that, are, you know, certain people still see Roman soldiers walking through castles here. They haven't moved on. And they're thousands of years ago. So, and of course, time doesn't really exist, does it? So mm -hmm. for them, it could be, could be a million years. It could be five minutes. It doesn't really, really matter. Mm -hmm. But um, those, so basically, yeah. So the ones that we're talking to, the ones that they're talking to are either here because they're waiting to reincarnate, um, they haven't been able to move on, um, or they are they are waiting for, or they're here to assist the rest of their family before they move on. So yeah, this is why a lot of when you people pass, they go to spiritualist church. You know, the grandparent will mm -hmm. come in and say, "Yeah, I'm helping you with this and guiding you and supporting you." Um, yeah, that's what we do. So it doesn't stop when, once we pass over. We're still a family. We're still there to support each other.
Ironically enough, that was my next question. <laughs> uh, see there, they're talking to us now, right? Exactly. As long as they leave well, me alone when I use the bathroom, then I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yes. like, have to have some privacy, right? Uh, well, yeah, I think they, they have their discernment. <laughs> uh, you know, well, not had... all of them, though. Not all of them. Not all of them. Um, I remember my mother, or I should, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I remember my mother, um, she had a guy come to him. He was very psychic, very open. He could see things. Um, and he got very dis he got very upset because, um, and I'll explain why this happened as well so that people get worried about it. Mm -hmm. um, and there were two guys that would always sit in the bedroom watching them, and they'd always watch his wife undress. And he could see them like we're looking at each other now, and that be obviously is too intrusive. Mm -hmm. um, and he became very unsettled by that, and you can understand the emotions Absolutely. that followed that. Um, but at the end of the day, they had magnetic patterns in them that allowed that to happen. So nothing go against your will. So what you would then evolve into, you'd say, well, you're seeing this, they're there. So what has she not resolved in herself? Why is she allowing that to happen? Or why are you allowing that to happen? And it's not so much allowing, it's about understanding that maybe you have, um, you know, you have a past life connection with them, you haven't resolved something. Maybe you have a pattern of abandonment or abuse um, that needs to to clear. Mm. Um, and, and then so you would then go, okay, I need to get inquisitive now. And then I need to see why is this happening? Because, and then I go, okay, so this is this is why. I haven't resolved this from this life. So then you go in and resolve that. And then what happens is your frequency changes. Then that frequency blocks those types of energies because you've raised your consciousness, mm. you see? Um, so when when your consciousness is raised, you 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 come out of that lower frequency. So those types of beings that are doing that um, will not be able to affect you. So yeah, yeah. And of course, then maybe he wasn't connected to to his guides. Uh, maybe you know he needed to do some work there as well to to, to protect his house. Um, so yeah, there's many things. But at the end of the day, you know. You know, people will, uh, will look at you, unfortunately. That's just the reality of it. You know, we just can't see them. Because if we did, it would be too intrusive anyway. It would freak people out all the time. Yeah, I would think be able so. To get on with life. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. sure people, <laughs> I mean, well, you you obviously experience it because you've seen spirit. Uh, I'm sure that it gets a little unnerving at times, especially growing up with it. You know, it can be something that we are not ingrained with where we kind of go, oh, that's normal, you know, kind of a thing. It's no big deal. Um, we as human beings, our human nature is, is kind of like, did I really see that? And why am I seeing <laughs> yeah. that? And <laughs> yes. uh, are yeah. they going to yeah. hurt me or what's going on? Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. One of those things. I know I, I've seen, I've, I've been with people that have opened up with me before and because their consciousness is not ready for it, they've actually denied the experience a week later and said, no, it never happened. Wow. So because, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's too much, you know, we're too, until we, we have to come to a certain level before we see the truth. Because if we were to open to the truth, we'd be too blinding. We'd probably just disintegrate. It'd just be too emotionally overwhelming. Mm. Um, and this is what happens. So we have to do things slowly, integrate. And this is what's happening now on the planet is that consciousness is, is moving. Because we're so disconnected from truth and reality, um, there has to be very, very subtle. Um, and there's a lot of plans on how they were going to release information on the planet, how they were going to do it. Um, what I'm realizing is that um, a lot of these disclosures, a lot of people are talking about, um, it's really not going to happen in the way they've been saying. 
Um, and Spirit have been talk, talking since the 50s that they're going to bring on this, all of, you know, things are going to appear and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I just don't think it would debunk too much of our model. Like, for example, religion mm-hmm. and things like that would go into disarray and all the rest of it, you know, and the fact that why the government lied about non-physical entities and their extraterrestrials and life on other planets, you know. And, then, and so mm-hmm. this would create a lot of fear, a lot of panic. Um, so things have to be done very subtly now. And, and this is why Spirit getting people to, to work on their emotions first, because once mm-hmm. those emotional magnets are clear, um, you can awaken to those sort of that information and not let it over, you know, debilitate you or create fear or, or worry you. Um, mm. Because really, in truth, there is nothing to fear or worry about. It's, it's, it's our programming that creates that fear. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I wholeheartedly, my wife and I, my family, actually, we believe it. I'm a, I am, I grew up Catholic, but I am not a practicing Catholic. Yeah. And this is my own opinion. Um, I do not believe in organized religion. I think that... Uh, there's some uh, flaws in it in that system in regard to um, how it's presented to people and how it controls or manipulates individuals. That's my opinion. Um, <clears throat> I do believe in the universe, and I do believe that we're all connected uh, collectively. In that, uh, you know, we have guides. I believe in guides and angels, and you know, I rely on them consistently. I think that. Uh, you know, they have helped guide me in certain directions in my life and wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe in reaching out to the universe. When you had mentioned earlier about listening to our our, uh, our guides or who are there or whether or not we're listening to somebody, I think that we should all take an opportunity to, to kind of take a pause and realize that we do have help. I mean, would you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, for me, I've got more security with the non-physical than I do with human beings because we're fickle, we're still going for our stuff. Them mm-hmm. I can trust because I know that their frequency is in alignment with evolving the planet and helping mm-hmm. humanity. Um, and also a guide, and which is what most people don't realize, is a guide is a thread of your own consciousness. So oh, a guide that is in a different state of frequency that is a more awakened will come to assist an aspect of itself that needs assisting. So when you're talking to your guides, they might come in as Jack and Jill, but Jack and Jill is actually you in a, in a, in a, in another in frequency. Life. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's really interesting, actually. Um, do you think, um, do, do we, and I've heard this before in other discussions, do you think mm-hmm. our soul sets out a path for ourselves each time that uh, we come back in that, um, that we can, like, we choose that path. We choose that um that being, I guess, or this time on earth. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what we call it, soul contract. So in between lives, a soul will come, will say, right, we need to do this. We need to organize that. Um, so um, a soul contract, because it's a pioneer, you know, it's, it's there to um, help us evolve and grow uh, and learn. Um, so, yeah, the soul contract is very much uh, integrated. And what happens is, you know, you... You, you, you will talk, souls will talk to other souls that you're having a physical incarnation with. So they're always in a talking uh, to each other and go, well, that, what's the best way of getting this done now? Um, and, and so the soul is always um, there with you, and it's the feminine. Now, the free will, this is funny, the free will is like many roads, they all lead to Rome, right? So the free will is how you go about that soul contract. So in truth, 
do we have free will? Yes and no. <laughs> In the sense that we are free to, to explore here, and but the soul is, is the governing body of this physical incarnation. But it's also the feminine. So it is a nurturer, it's a carer, and it's a protector. So once you come into alignment with the soul energy, and it's what we call becoming vertical, so most people are plugged into the horizontal line, which we call horizontal. So this is like societal programming, right? We should be married by 25, have two children by 28. You know, you need to have the mortgage paid off by 45, whatever it is. You know, and when we don't fulfill that, we become very disillusioned. We get fearful, we get angry, we get upset. So this plugged into this timeline is actually what kills us quickly um, and the expectation and this is why people don't fulfill their dreams as well. It's because they have a lot of, they, they, they re, don't realize that the dream is really the soul contract, if it's in alignment with that soul contract. And, and coming to and surrendering to the soul energy actually manifests the dream in front of them without having to put all that stress and strain. Because how many times do we go down false roads and put all this effort and time into things and they don't pay off? Is because you're trying to do it from the human perspective without the integration of the soul perspective. And this is what's happening with most human beings. Um, and this is also why, and they did a study, like a lot of people that win the lottery, they lose all the money. It's because of the belief systems around money's evil, I don't deserve, I need to suffer. Uh, and this is all the program that we, we've, we've received, you know. And when you come in, well, you just spoke about religion as well, um, you know, the, the main thing, the problem with religion is, is that we are taught to something outside of ourselves will protect us and save us. And it's the God programming in all of us that is causing a lot of problems. Because in truth, nothing can save you except yourself. We are God. We are creator. Uh, and that's about coming back into alignment with that truth as well. Um, and, uh, and of course, a lot of the imagination is our greatest gift. And it was shut down. This is why Einstein said, you know, if I wasn't inquisitive of why does that star shine? and then use my imagination to get the answer, I would never have got it. I would never have got it through logical thinking. So the cross actually means conflict. So every time you see the cross or wear the cross, it means that you're putting yourself into conflict. And this comes from spirit. But if you put a circle around the cross, which is the feminine, it means the balance of the four bodies. So the images have been used against us to put a lot of fear in us as well. Um, and so, you know, like you said, organized religion, Religion's okay and it's fantastic. I believe it was seeded with the right intention, but of course, everything gets corrupted over time, and it's used um, to, to to you know for certain people that want to have power and all the rest of it. We know all the stories, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, fundamentally, religion um, is a way to delve deep into ourselves. But the problem was, it was split at some stage, and, and then it was made made as an outward projection, um, but more of an internal projection. Um, but the principles of religion, you know, like I, I've got family, some of my family that are non-spiritual, they're quite religious. So I have a sort of, you know, on one side. But when they go to their church, the community is fantastic. You know, they're looking after each other. They help each other when people are sick. They're there for each other. They help each other move. You know, that community. Um, and, and, of course, you know, the principles of, you know, do not steal, do not attack, and all the rest of it are there. However, it's the fear around it. Uh, and that's what we we need to remove now that, you know, there is nothing to fear in the shadow. And of course, if something happens to you, then you have created it at the soul level. So we actually get away from the word of karma now. They don't like to use karma. What it is, is actually magnetic. 
And again, Einstein was talking about that. He understood the magnetics of the planet, that everything created here is, has a magnetic energy. So if you're believing something, you're going to draw that in. And it's the same as everything is a mirror. So if you are constantly, all right, for, I'll give an example. So if, if, if you're constantly being abandoned in a relationship, you get to you go through three or four relationships and you go, oh, well, that's just life. You know, and you expect that to happen in the next relationship. Oh, I'm going to be abandoned, blah, 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 blah. Of course you are, because it's not the person. They, the, the person that's abandoning you is holding a mirror for you. And the soul is saying, you have the abandonment issue. You need to clear that abandonment issue. And then you will not get abandonment in your relationships. It's impossible, because if you're not putting out that frequency, magnetically, you cannot draw the same issue. So it brings us back to everything is created from with us, within us first. So, you know, whatever's going on in your life is a projection of your internal life. Um, and this gives us a lot of power. It gives people the power to come back and take control of their lives, that they're not at the whim of some outside entity or, you know, the belief of that's just life, um, because that's not, it's not true. And this is, so karma really is your soul awakening you, trying to awaken you, and it's going to keep repeating that karmic pattern until you wake up and go, oh, hang on, I'm the one with the issue of abandonment, not the people that keep doing it to me. Um, and that's very empowering when you come into alignment with that truth, because then it gives you back the awareness um, to then go, okay, so I can actually heal myself. I don't need to go out and find, you know, and strive and struggle to, to fix this. Uh, and I definitely don't need to surrender to it being a reality any longer. Um, and, and you talk to most people, and I've been doing this job now, like I've said, grew up with it, but as a full-time therapist, 22 years. And I tell you what, every time, and it's the same old story, humanity is stuck in those belief systems. Um, and it's, you know, and even people that are very sort of spiritual and awakened, um, and you get a lot of people like mediums and other people that are working in the field, um, they haven't evolved their emotional body. Uh, and if it, you have to, you have to transform that. Otherwise, it's very, very hard. So you'll get so far, and then you're going to get hit with all of these uh, realities later. Um, and and it's it's very, very important that we you know we come into alignment as a holistic being, exactly why we're here uh, and what we are here to transform. Uh, and this is really important. And this is why this new age frequency that we're we're, we're working with and what spirit are trying to bring on the planet now is to awaken human beings to their to their truth to acknowledgement of the truth, which is very, very simple. Um, it's human beings that convolute everything. You know, my favorite saying is, you know, stop thinking, get out of your own way, because human thinking causes all the problems. <laughs> it's quite true if you look at it <laughs> as a reality. 100%. 100%. Do you think that that, um, that can relate to things like our health um, or our mental health or financial, you know, issues or things like that can life's obstacles basically can we what you just said that all can can be managed that same way through what you just said absolutely because there's no such when they when they project that there's all this scarcity it's impossible to have scarcity unlimited wealth because the universe is is limitless it's it's unlimited you know and when we when we're in that power of manifestation the soul knows that it doesn't want you to strive and struggle because when you're striving and struggling, you're not connecting into what is unseen. You're just trying to survive physically. Right. So yes, absolutely. You know, the you know, look, a disease and illness always has an emotional host or a mental host. It's impossible for the human body to break down 
without an emotional host to an illness or disease. The human body is perfect. It's a brilliant biological computer. We let it down with our belief systems and our emotions. So you, yes, when you transform those emotions by, by universal law, your physical body has to then manifest that same health because like I said, it's, it's us that, put, you know, let us, let's, let's it down. Mm. So of course, you know, when you come into the soul alignment, even if you don't have a lot of money and that's not what the soul is all about, it doesn't want to give you this wealth, but it wants to teach you compassion or empathy for this life. You will, you will come into a much peaceful state of your reality. And yes, things can start opening up. Right. And generally what will happen is the soul will, will, will start putting work in front of you very, very quickly. It will change your career. Um, and I've seen people, especially once we're doing the workshops, four people on the first workshop change their career within a week. And they started right. manifesting doing it. And they, and they come back because we always do a follow-up. And they say, I cannot believe what's just happened. I've just sat back and watched my life change. And I wasn't even in control of it. And this is the thing about being in alignment with what is unseen. It mm -hmm. just moves into your space and it just creates. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't even believe that just happened. Um, and it's, it's so empowering. And, and that, you know, the, the, we're all deeply scared and lonely down underneath humans. When you, have that, when you have that reality or that experience, you go, I'm not alone. And you feel it in the bones. Mm -hmm. And it's not who's around you. You feel it internally. And there's no other stronger feeling of, of safety and security than that inner feeling. Because a lot of people surround themselves with all these friends and different people and outgoing things. But really, deep down, they're doing that so they don't need to feel the loneliness. Um, and this is the problem as well. We project outwardly to create that. But it's an internal reality. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, yes, you can have that. Absolutely. Uh, it's impossible not to. Again, we're coming back to universal laws. <laughs> well, and you know, yeah. some of what you just said, kind of, I, I relate to, like the conversation that we had prior to us starting this interview. Yes, uh, with yes. regard to um, my choice that I opened myself up to, to walk my daughter down the aisle and walk out of a wheelchair and not be pushed down the aisle. No disrespect to anybody in a wheelchair because I spent almost four years in one. Um, but yes, it it I had to, I had to get a deeper understanding and a deeper look at myself and climb out of my own mind, get out of my own way and not listen to the five doctors that say that I would be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life and, um, and, and do that and to accomplish that. So uh, I, I, from a personal perspective, I, I attest to that working. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That. yeah. And that, that's, that's your, <clears throat> that was your intervention at the soul level is to, is to break the state. And as you were saying to me before, you got quite angry because you, you know, you, you loved your job as, as a police officer and you were helping people. Um, so it wasn't just losing the job, it was losing that avenue of helping people. Um, and so it can be, and this is what a lot of people don't, when they lose their job or, or check their career, they don't realize they've created it at the soul level. They get angry, they get annoyed, they get fearful. But actually, if you come into alignment and just allow what's happened, because it's out of your hands, right. then you can, you can step back. And that's where you get inquisitive. Okay, why did this happen? And then you, you naturally open to that and you've, now you're, you're where you are. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. So it's really, mm. it's a bit coming to alignment with, you know, things are here and you're not really in control of it. Um, and you have to listen to the internal, you know, the voice um, because it's, 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 it's there to, to assist you. Um, and yeah, I think it was great. And having that willpower um, and you just need, um, you just need something to focus on 
and it brings you into alignment. Like you said, you know, your daughter said, I want to walk you down the aisle, and that gave you the impetus to 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 break through it. And that's yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I think we all have that opportunity to ground our consciousness, basically, Absolutely. correct? As you as you say. Yeah. Yeah. within our within humanity and transform our consciousness into a positive perspective from our life path correct yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah. <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> you're um you were able to create an environment for you to help people, to train people, to teach people, to connect with people in regard to helping this transformation come through. Um, what made you come to that juncture in your lifetime? And let's talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so basically, um, obviously, I always knew I was going to work at some level with spirit uh, because of my growing up. Um, I've always had the will to bring something through that was authentic, um, that was not touched by sort of the new age movement because a lot of, again, misinformation in there. Bring something that was direct from spirit, that was clear, precise and tangible. And, and like we said, make it easy for the man on the street that's not so much aware of this esoteric side, but wants an understanding of why they're on the planet and why they feel certain ways. So it's it's to why I put this together is because it's such an internal drive. Um, Spirit has stepped in many times and said, "Right, we're doing this." So I'm very much in alignment with with going with the flow, shall we say? Um, I don't make too many decisions or right. This is where I want to be. I'm very much now in the present moment, um, and stuff will just come through. And like, okay, that's what we're doing now. This is the next part of it. Um, but my my will to help humanity um, is because obviously at the soul level. Um, I agreed to come in and as a life of service. So when you get to, you, you've gone through enough lives, you will get that opportunity to be of service. Um, and we will all, all human beings at some stage through this path that they're on of separation will come into unity and then realize that the, the next stage of that unity is to assist others that are still stuck. Um, and this is the general rule of how the, universal consciousness works we are always there in assistance so spirit that are helping us now on the planet have been through this a lot of them have been through it not all of them have incarnated because a lot of beings don't like to incarnate because it's they lose consciousness um but they have the understanding they have the knowledge and they hold the space um for this planet to evolve and grow as, as well as humanity um so i'm very much in alignment with that sort of um sort of spiritual collective frequency now what will happen is non-physical beings will come together with the same intention and they will merge their consciousness they will create a new consciousness that then becomes a a a, a forefront of or reality uh, or a spokesperson or or a, an energy that will assist aspects of of evolving cultures on planets uh, and universes um so for me, on a personal level, it's just an internal feeling. Um, it's what spirit gave me. Um, and the joy in teaching uh, is, is so profound that, you know, I'm very humbled to do it. Uh, so that's my reward is having that that feeling of assisting others. And when, when you see someone come out of their suffering, there's no greater reward. Um, so that's what drives me. That's what keeps me going. Um, and yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm very, very humble to do this work. <laughs> and your business, your business and your website is alignment modality and how can they find it? 
Yes. Yeah, so yeah, www.alignmentmodality.com. Um, just, just, yeah, just uh, Google that. Um, all my my one-on-one working, I do packages as well. And of course, if you look under courses, uh, it talks about the alignment modality. Um, and it's a four-part uh, transformation modality um, that you will come into a consciousness, uh, into a group conscious. Um, so you'll, you'll, you'll join the group that are already going through it. Everyone, it's a community. We create a community. Um, and it's spread out because it has to be taught this way and you have to have integration time before we move on to the next module mm. because as we go deeper and deeper, we start to get into the deeper stuff and we go into the shadow stuff. Um, and so there has to be a healthy foundation. Um, but it is about, this is about, this modality is not just some course or workshop. This is about a transformation of the soul body, of the human aspect of your consciousness. So there has to be an integration, a journey, and it has to become a way of life. And the spirit said to me, this is a realm that already exists around us. Uh, and we're moving our consciousness into that realm. So this is a, basically a bridge to, to awaken to what is, what is non, non-physical. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the esoteric information, the teaching is, is yeah, it's, it's amazing. And there's still stuff coming through. It's, it's constantly evolving, which is amazing too. That's a brilliant opportunity to intertwine yourself and learn more about the universe and how to transform your consciousness into uh, part of that collective, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's done in a safe way and we, it, it's done where it, it, you, you understand the process, you, you, you marry the process and you're conscious of it the whole way. Uh, and it's done at a pace where it's, it's done properly, basically, um, because there's been a lot of stuff out there where it's trying to advance the spirit too quickly. And then it's left people feeling very, you know, still in more despair because they haven't got their answers. Uh, so it's, Spirit has said that I have to teach it a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm in constant guidance with them as well. So I'm really just the conduit for it, uh, which is great. So it's, uh, yeah. It's got to be an, an amazing feeling. <laughs> yeah, an amazing feeling, yeah. yeah um, thank you, Michael. I know you got a book coming out too. So just briefly, when can we expect the book? Well, uh the London Book Fair just finished last week. My literary agent, I've actually been talking to the last couple of days. Um, there's a few publishers now looking at it, um, which is great. Obviously, COVID shut down everything, um, the book fairs and stuff, and it just all went a bit quiet, really. Uh, so everything's just starting to open up, especially here in England. Um, so I'm in the process now of, of handing out the manuscript to uh, publishers. So I should hear back, hopefully, however long it takes them to read it in the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's 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 imminent <laughs> well we will make sure that uh, you have to let me know when that comes out so i can uh, pop it on the website as well absolutely uh, thank you <clears throat> paul this is one more thing before you go so do you have any words of wisdom before we leave words of wisdom yes understand nothing can go against your will everything you, you've created everything understand what magnetics means this is a magnetic planet so you have the power and sovereignty to take control of everything that's going on. There is nothing to fear. It's just a belief in fear. The shadow energy now that we, we fear so much that we're taught to fear is actually looking for us to release it. Fear is actually now said, I need to let go because fear has had enough. Fear is conscious, like, like anger is conscious. You can actually talk to these emotions. So trust that you are in a space. If you're in a body right now, you're hearing this especially you're ready for transformation. Everyone is because you've been looking for this for lifetimes. So you just have to say, you know what? I've had enough. I've had enough of striving, struggling. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it's when you 
feel that, what I've just said, that creates the impetus for change. So you, I can 100% guarantee in the last few years, the energy on the planet is so supportive now. You just need to put up your hand and say, I need help. And it will manifest almost straight away. People will come to you that can help you. You'll be amazed what happens, but we have to put our hands up. So, if, so the words of wisdom, put your hand up, truly feel that you've had enough. Say out to the universe, I want help, and it will come. Absolutely. Because Brilliant. spirit are trying to help us. They, they're, they're there. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> Brilliant words of wisdom. I think everybody should make sure you put your hand up and just ask. You just have to ask. Yeah, you've got to ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. It's a great exactly. saying. <laughs> Paul, thank you very much for joining us on One More Thing Before You Go. I really appreciate what you have to share with this world and what you're providing for us to be able to move forward in a very positive way. Thank you for sharing your journey you, and everything with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you very much. And thank you for creating the space. Wonderful. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. That's beforeyougopodcast.com. Tell your story, share your expertise, contribute to the blog, and subscribe to the newsletter. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform. And one more thing before you go. Have a nice day, have a nice week, and thanks for listening. One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life podcast, is a creation of One More Thing Productions, established 2010, all rights reserved.